So this morning, as I said, we've got, uh, we've got two talks this morning. Um, so, uh, Ben, are you going to go first? Come. <laughs> so here you go, take this one. And um, before we kick off, you'll notice they're both, both Ben and David are wearing exactly the same today. Uh, they obviously got the memo, I didn't. Uh, and I'm told there's a, a big similarity between the material God's given them as well. So they really have been hearing from God. Um, so Ben, how long have you been here in the Oxford area? Um, I've been here, along with Grace, my wife, um, for three months now. So we came at the start of the year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we, uh, we started the 2nd of January. That's how long we've been here. Great. And what do you do? What's your work? Uh, I work for Christians in Sport. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, it's a UK uh, sport ministry and they're based in Bicester. So it's about 30 mm-hmm. minutes from here. Yeah. yeah. And more importantly, chocolate, uh, milk or plain or white? Uh, plain. 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 With, with nuts and raisins or without? Um, <laughs> I'm easy, but yeah, plain <laughs> chocolate digestive is the best biscuit going. So uh, yeah, right. that's what I base that on. <laughs> Let's, let's pray for him, shall we? Father, we just ask for your blessing on Ben now. Ask, Lord, that you'd just help him to relax and enjoy what you've put in his heart and that uh, you would speak to each one of us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, <clears throat> I just want to start by uh, saying Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, I've got my mother-in-law here, Margot. Hi. Um, uh, yeah, I just want to uh, start by asking you a question. What are your God-given passions? So I'm going to get on to what mine are a little bit during this time. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you a little bit more um, introduction and uh, background as to, to, why, to what I'm about, I guess. Um, so yeah, as we already said, I'm working for Christians in Sport, Sport Ministry, is, is something that I'm really passionate about, uh, passionate about using. Um, previously, before we came here, we were able to go traveling and we went around to different places in the world. So uh, we were able to um, use, I was able to use kind of football in a number of different contexts like Tanzania, Peru, um, USA, and Australia. We were, we were so blessed to go on that trip. And then before that, I was working in Sheffield for Forge Youth. And they, um, part of what they do is they have a Sheffield Christian Youth League, which is a five-a-side league, and I was able to run that for a few years. And, um, yeah, there was about 150 kids that were coming along to that due to the connection of football. So um, that was uh, just an amazing opportunity. That's um, where I've come to this point so far. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to uh, give you a little bit of uh, an introduction to myself. So if you would like to turn with me to um, 1 Corinthians 12, and I'll just read from verses 4 to 20. So, now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit of the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance 
of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. One body, sorry, <laughs> that's the heading, uh, for, one, for just as, one, as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptised into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. It is, <clears throat> if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. So this is, um, this is a passage that um, I chose to... Uh, to speak when I was offered the opportunity while I was in Contamana, the, um, the jungle in Peru. Um, I, I was, um, yeah, given the opportunity, as I say, by the pastor of the church we were at. We were going on a, uh, a mission trip, and um, he asked me to talk. I was pretty nervous, as I am now, um, and I decided to uh, speak on this. And um, <laughs> it just so happened that um, during that time, uh, the whole, I, I couldn't understand anything that any of the others were talking about because it was all being translated twice from uh, English to Spanish and then to Shibibo with the local language. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the week, the pastor got up and he spoke on this same passage and was able to, to say um, how important it is that we all use our gifts and um, we're all gifted in very different ways. Um, but we can use them to serve and bless the church in different ways. It's like, for example, here we've got Matt, who's a fantastic worship leader. It comes naturally to him. It's not so natural to me to worship lead, but um, that's where I'm able to use my passion for sport. And so it's been great being part of the, uh, the football um, that is running on Tuesday nights here and uh, seeing people really get stuck into that and really enjoying it and uh, it's, it's growing, which has been fantastic to see. And being able to, to kind of um, encourage and support people through that has been really cool. Um, and yeah, I guess um, not only that, but God can and will use our passions. So he will um, use whatever we have it might be we have a, a particular gift to helping people, like my wife Grace. She's she's fantastic at, at finding out what people need and trying to support them with that. Um, <clears throat> and so 
it doesn't have to be a, a particular thing like music or sport or or uh, it could be a help. It could be um, you're great in the background. Um, not everybody's gifted in the same way, and we've got to operate in our strengths, I guess. So um, yeah, that's that's what I want um, want to get across. I've got a little clip from a video um, that I like to uh, play in just a sec. So this was during my time in America when I was able to um, I was able to go back this summer after having spent. Um, three summers out there um, coaching, and they, they made a one-off video that had a bit of my testimony on it. So uh, I'd like to give you a little insight into that. You've traveled a long ways to be here, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, I've been actually not just England, but all the way around the world, pretty much. I was, uh, I specifically picked this camp and a couple other camps that I really wanted to come to, so uh, I'm pleased that I could be here. I guess growing up, I, I did go to church as a kid, but um, I actually chose to play soccer on Sundays rather than go to church when I had the chance, and so... Um, I yeah I guess at that point in my life soccer was more important for me than than following God and going to church but probably one of the first times that I felt like I really belonged was when I was coaching at on goal with the other coaches and and their the family that they created for me and the the belonging that I felt as part of that team it really encouraged me and really spurred me on in, in my faith my own personal journey and I guess I saw a, a real genuine faith there and a, a real uh, genuine longing, longing to, to bring uh, God's word to everybody, to spread that good news and uh, do that whilst playing soccer, which was incredible. <clears throat> so yeah, that, that, was, that was me probably uh, at my best uh, when I'm living life to the full. Um, it was, yeah, a bit embarrassing having to, uh, to play those kind of things, particularly in England with uh, use of soccer instead of football. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's a fantastic way to not only build up the church, as I've already mentioned, but also to reach out to the multitudes, to uh, non-Christians and people who uh, maybe they, they wouldn't go near a church, but they love football. And so it's a great way to connect with them. So um, what are you good at? Um, I want you to just take a, a moment to have a think about that, and then I'm going to pray uh, and close. Yeah, Father, thank you so much for um, <clears throat> sport and for football and how you've um, used that in my life to, to uh, just bring you to others, Lord. I just pray that you would now reveal um, passions within each person here, Lord, and reveal ways that perhaps they haven't thought of as, as being a way that they can bless 
uh, either the church or reach out to other people, Lord. I pray that um, yeah, either hidden or obvious uh, skills and passions and gifts that you've given them, they would be able to use to glorify your kingdom, Lord, and use it as an act of worship to you. Amen. See, I just pray that you would um, continue to show these things to them and give them opportunities to use it to bless the body and to uh, reach out to those who don't yet know you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. David, come join me. So while we're talking about football, uh, favourite team? Uh, Southampton. Oh, bad luck. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> are you part of the, the Tuesday night get-together? I am, yeah. Come along. So, <laughs> so people can talk to you. What time is it? Where is it? Uh, uh, time, either eight or nine. Generally, if you're interested, ask someone, ask Chris, he'll add you to the WhatsApp group. He's the only one that can. Um, and then we'll confirm a time. Oh, it's normally about an hour before. So be flexible on a Tuesday evening. But Tuesday evening is, is the... Tuesday evenings. Confirmed thing. Um, Favourite music Ooh. at the moment? Anything Ooh. you've been listening to? I've been listening to um, an artist called Mateel recently. Yep. Listen, she's good. <laughs> Great. And uh, we did chocolate earlier. So, uh, milk. milk. Milk chocolate. Particular yeah. variety of? Dairy milk. Dairy milk. Whole nut. Yeah. I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> Over to you. Thanks very much. Um, am I going to get in the way of the screen? Are we okay to get the slides up? If I'm in the way, let me know, anyone. Uh, as Andrew's already said, Ben and I have been fairly one in thought about this morning. So I also wanted to talk a bit about the idea of being unique. Um, particularly being made uniquely, loved dearly, and called to go boldly. I think the wonderful thing hearing, hearing Ben talk there um, and thinking about what I'm going to say is that actually this idea of us being unique is such an important truth that God has made us to be ourselves, but actually in hearing what Ben's done practically with it and what God's said to me through my, through my childhood, through my life really, is that it that God speaks to us in our uniqueness in, in very different ways. So the reason I wanted to do this topic was that while I was discussing it with some Connection Group members, uh, I was asked, what would I do or how would I feel if God said to me just to speak off the top of my head and not plan anything? And I don't think that was the case in this space. I've got something prepared, don't worry. Um, but... But it did get me thinking, what is the topic that has had such an impression on me, on my life and my faith, that if I were to speak about God, it would be my go-to? And that's how I landed on this. Before I say anything more about myself, though, I'd like to go to a couple of passages in the Bible. Um, I'm going to read these back to back. And I think for many people, they'll be very familiar. Um, but I really want to encourage, maybe if people want to close their eyes, try and let this sink, sink in afresh this morning. So first of all, the first half of 1 John 3 verse 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And then Psalm 139 verses 13 and 14. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. 
Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Looking at the passage in 1 John, what stands out to me every time I read it is, is the sheer extravagance of it. I love the word lavish, purely because of its use here. God's love isn't tame or timid. It isn't backwards and coming forwards like ours can so often be as humans. It's not drip-fed to us. God's love is an outpouring, flooding over us, which ultimately led to Jesus' self-sacrifice for our sake. When I hear the word lavish, I think of those wonderful passages in the Song of Songs where you've got the bride and the bridegroom talking to each other and they can't seem to do anything but continue to pour compliment after compliment out to each other, desperate to show just how precious the other person is to them. Do we, do we hear that from God? Because that's what he wants to say to us. That's what he's doing to us, pouring out his love to us. Now this by itself is, is incredible that God in his majesty and power loves us in that way, but when you combine it with the second passage, it gets an even greater depth. God made us uniquely. He made us to be ourselves, and it is in that uniqueness that he loves us so dearly. We see a picture of our individual creation crafted not as a... Not as a body of humanity, but tenderly, individually in the hands of God, a distinctive part of his wonderful works. We're not just loved in generality as humanity, but we're loved intimately and personally as ourselves. One of the reasons this stood out to me as a topic was that through my life, this has been something that I've really struggled with and to a lesser extent continue to do so, but particularly when I was a child. If we can have the next slide up, I've been very blessed to be surrounded by people who have impressed this idea upon me. This is a picture of some of my family members at Christmas this year. Um, I want to include as many of them as possible because they have all contributed to this in my life. But the person I particularly want to mention, let me just point her out, is this person here, my grandma. Um, my, my brother is, is an athlete, he's a sprinter, not as a profession, but, but in, his, in his spare time. And he's really, really good. He's really fast. And being five years younger than him, I often, as a child, wanted to emulate him, wanted to follow him. I went along to the athletics training. But um, I, I'm not as fast as him. <laughs> I'm not him. Uh, and I, I spent a long time wishing that I was better at things that weren't my natural abilities, wishing I could be more like him, or I was someone else, or the things that I was good at, because I could see that there were things I was good at, but I didn't want them to be those things. And lots of my family members, including my grandma, knew this. I remember one time we went to watch Luke at a competition where he'd run a national competition, I think. Um, and as we were saying goodbye, my, I gave my grandma a hug to say goodbye, and I wish I did, I don't remember the exact words, I wish I did, but as we hugged goodbye, she spoke in my ear and she said something along the lines of, uh, we all love you for who you are and you don't need to be anyone else. We can get those words on the screen, Josh. Many of you will have heard this countless times before, I'm sure. We know that God thinks this of us, or at least we would like to think that we know that God thinks this of us. Um, but I really feel, and maybe that's been confirmed by the fact that Ben and I have 
had these similar topics to talk on that maybe there's someone or a few people here today that really need to hear it again. God made you as you are, with your personality, your skills. I don't need to be my brother, I'm me. You are crafted, you are moulded carefully and lovingly, and he continues to lavish his love upon you. If you're struggling to know that in your heart at the moment, if you feel there are particular barriers that are stopping you to stopping you knowing that, please, I would encourage you, get someone to pray with you at the end. Lay those before God. I would be more than happy to pray with you if you'd like. But I don't believe we're simply made to absorb God's love and that be the end of it. So how do we respond to this? Well, first of all, I think we need to recognise that we all have a part to play in this world. Being made uniquely isn't just a badge of honour. It's not just, there's no one quite like me, that's great. But the implication is that there is an individual place. There is a specific role we can play in this world. We just heard Ben talk about some of the stuff he's been doing with that. For my birthday, I was given a book called The Infographic Bible. It takes themes, uh, facts, lists from the Bible and, and displays them visually. If you like that kind of thing, I'd really recommend it. But one of them outlines authors of biblical books, people who contribute to the narrative significantly. And it talks about what their background is, which is often their occupation. So you've got priest, shepherd, king, queen, tent maker, prophet, fisherman, doctor, king's cupbearer, administrator. There's a whole range of people. Now, you may not have heard anything there that links to your occupation. I'm, I'm a data analyst, so I don't tend to get much <laughs> luck with that biblically. Um, but these are people who had different purposes, different influences on the world, and yet they all had a part to play in the kingdom of God. And we read that. And the same applies to us. So what's your place in the world? And don't let this become restricted to just your occupation. What are your skills? What are your abilities? What personality do you have which will allow you to influence the world, the people around you, the lives of others? Are you blessed with a gift of hospitality? Welcome people into your home. Do you have a job that means you can make a lot of money? Do that and then give it generously. Are you someone who is innovative? Then bring your ideas. I could go on endlessly, but maybe that's something to considering in our hearts. Finally, in all of this, as we think about our place, our unique position in the world, I wanted to bring us back to Jesus' commission to the disciples, which by extension continues to, to apply to us. The instruction at the end of Matthew is to make disciples of all nations. That's showing people who Jesus is, helping them to enter into a relationship with the living God. And that's the challenge I wanted to leave us with today. In light of being made uniquely, how are you going to do this? How are we going to do this? Are there opportunities we are currently missing that we can recognise now immediately where the gap that needs filling fits us perfectly, but we haven't quite taken that step? And if there aren't, are there opportunities we can create in the situations we're in? Sometimes this, this is not always an easy thing to do. I don't believe that using our individual gifts for God is equivalent to staying in our comfort zone all the time. There's a quotation I like which is, a ship in harbour is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. What are you built for?
What, what did God make you and craft you lovingly to do? What can you do for the God who fearfully and wonderfully created you and who daily lavishes his love upon you? Let's pray. Lord God, thank you this morning that we can think about your love for us as a unique, individual, specific part of your creation. As we go about our weeks ahead, would you help us to know that in our hearts, to feel your love lavished upon us? And would you help us to step out to use those things that you have made us to bless others and show people who you are? Amen. I don't know if you ever feel this way, but regularly I come across people who say, um, I don't really know what God's called me to do or created me for. And uh, if that's your situation, then uh, I would just say, take, take what has been said today. And then um, there are two, thing, two ways of looking at it. First is, there are some big picture things in the Bible that tell us uh, how to live and what God's called us to do. But then as we start to do that, we find the individual things that God's called us to do. And um, so just do what you've, God's placed in front of you. That's the easiest thing. And as you do that, you'll find either God blesses that and he gives you more of it, or he'll direct you towards something else. But just do what's in front of you and don't worry about what may be happening in five or ten years' time. Um, the other thing, uh, just before we finish, <clears throat> some of you may say, well, you know, all this stuff about God loving us, you know, that sounds great, but I, I've never really experienced that. I've never really known what it is to, to know God personally. And I know about God, you know, I've you know, probably read bits from the Bible, whatever. So you've heard about him, but you don't actually know him personally. And so I want to uh, begin some closing prayers by just saying a prayer that you can pray if you want to so that if you uh, are in that position you can say to God I want to know you I want to know you personally I want to experience this love that I've heard about this morning so let's just pray together and um, if you want to pray this prayer you just pray it silently between you and God and uh, so God I want to know you and I want to know this love, I want to experience this love that people have been talking about today. So please would you help me and please would you reveal yourself to me. Please come into my life and help me to know you. Help me to follow you. Help me to turn towards you instead of turning away from you. I ask that in Jesus' name.